HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by EscapeMaker.com. Visit a farm. Escape through the net. Visit EscapeMaker.com for more. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Heritage Radio Network. You are listening to The Farm Report. I am your host, Erin Fairbanks, and we are throwing things for a loop today. I am not in beautiful Bushwick, Brooklyn, but I am on the streets of Denver out in Colorado for the Slow Meat Conference, which is kicking off this morning, and calling in to give a little bit of an update and um, share some current observations. Uh, we got into town last night. It was kind of funny. The first place we went um, was actually another shipping container that was also a pizza restaurant for a meet and greet hosted by Chef Collaborative. It was a super fun night. Um, probably the most interesting guy I connected with was a gentleman named John Emanuel. John is a instructor of meat fabrication at the Rocky Mountain Institute. Um, he is also the executive chef for Project Angel Heart. Um, which is a hunger relief organization. Um, but the crazy thing talking to John was I learned that he cooked for six years in Antarctica, kind of wild, um, really interesting procurement. I'm definitely looking forward to having him back on the show to talk a little bit more about what it takes to be uh, producing food um, the seventh continent was kind of crazy. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. And I think this, for me, really, like, set the tone for what I'm anticipating will be an amazing weekend of, of learning and connecting and talking and thinking about me. So I thought what might be a good way to do the show today was to bring in my trusty uh, engineer, Liz. Liz, are you there? I am here. How are you, Erin? I am good. So today we're going to have Liz kind of take us through. We're going to turn the hat um, and make her the interviewer, me the interviewee. And then in the second half of the show, we'll be jumping on the line with the um, PR director and market uh, and director of marketing, Vera Chang, for Shelburne Farms. I'm really excited to chat with them and learn a little bit more about their programming um, as a 
as we explore that with our partnership um, with Escape Maker. But I'm going to turn it over to Liz. Liz, tell me, what do you want to know about Slow Meat? Well, first off, I love hearing that you went from one shipping container in a pizza restaurant to another. And here we thought we were the only ones here in Bushwick. But I'm so glad that you found your way there. Must have felt like home. (laughs) Yeah, it was super funny. It's really, it's actually like a whole kind of um, mini community of shipping containers. There's a restaurant. um, There's a pizza restaurant that we were hanging out in. There's office space. There's a design firm. Um, it was really kind of wild. It's, just, it's brand new. It's been part of downtown Denver for about the last nine months. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, I had a little shipping container envy that was looking <laughs> pretty fresh. Makes me feel like we should do a little sprucing uh, at our home base. Okay, but, okay. Um, you know, I have to say we did have the edge on the pizza front. So rest assured, still champion of the shipping container pizza team. So it sounds like you got your long weekend kicked off in the the best manner possible. So lay out the rest of your your schedule for us. Well, so it's really exciting. I think they put together a really solid lineup of programming. Um, For folks who came in early um, today, there was a couple of different off-site adventures that people could choose from. Probably the one that was most interesting is was hosted by our friend and longtime HRN supporter, Adam Danforth, a recent James Beard Award winner for his books on butchery. He's taking folks just outside of Boulder to do a on-farm squatter. So they, the folks are, as we speak, um, out in the countryside of Boulder learning about how to slaughter a lamb and to fabricate it. So there's a couple of different activities like that. I'm actually here traveling with some of our partners from Heritage Foods USA, Laura and Mary, who are off-site on those adventures. I'm looking forward to kind of hearing back. And then tonight is kind of the kickoff cocktail reception. We just get a chance to kind of meet and greet and see some of the folks who are going to be hanging with for the weekend. Um, Tomorrow is when the real work begins. So the interesting thing about the delegation is, you know, this, this Friday component is not open to the public. It is um, a really lovely curation of people from the meat um, community all across the board and all across the world. I was actually chatting with a butcher from Australia last night as well. And the way they've organized today, they're breaking it into kind of three chunks, looking at cows, looking at pigs, um, and looking at chickens. And each panel will be um, a lineup of really amazing speakers. I, of course, am involved in the pig series. Um, super excited to be chatting with uh, a couple of industry leaders in that space and really thinking a little bit more about um, the porcine world and the porcine meat environment. I'm going to be joined by Mel Coleman, Jr., who's the vice president of Emerging Markets for Nyman Ranch, Joe Maxwell, who's the VP of Outreach and Engagement for the Humane Society, Brent Edwards of Lots of Big Trucks. Outreach and engagement for the Humane Society. And then Kate Cavanaugh, who I also ran into last night. She is the owner operator of Western Daughters Butcher Shop. And kind of a wild card, we have Aretha Begay. She's from the Navajo Churro Sheep Presidium. Um, and and the the reason that they decided to organize these kind of plenaries in such big topic areas was really to kind of show the the breadth of the subject and allow kind of speakers to to share kind of moments of intersection and thinking carefully about um, how interconnected kind of the meat space is, um, both geographically but also species to species. 
Um, and then after each of the plenary discussions, there'll be kind of different breakout sessions where each of the speakers will kind of lead a smaller group to, to discuss some kind of key elements. And um, at the end of the day, we'll kind of come together with Richard McCarthy, the executive director of Slow Food USA, to kind of distill the lessons learned. Um, this is a real kind of working group. So the goal is to present tomorrow morning um, kind of some walk-away action items for folks, to, um, next steps, um, really identifying where are some critical control points and, and what we can do to kind of affect change in creating um, a space for me that is more environmentally sound um, and, and more delicious and, of course, more humane. So definitely jam-packed, jam-packed day Friday. And then Saturday after kind of the debrief um, and um presentation of kind of key themes, the day kind of goes in a totally different direction. We open up to the public. Um, I think it's going to be super exciting. It's a whole kind of fair of amazing foods. They have producers in from all around the world, everywhere from, like I said, Australia to South Africa, um, across Europe and across the U.S. Um, there's going to be a bunch more breakout sessions looking at, I, I know our friends Laura and Mary are going to be putting together like a rare breed. Um, and beer tasting with a local brewery looking at kind of four different breeds of heritage pigs. Um, and then there's going to be another great lineup of speakers, and these, again, will be open to the public. I'm super excited that to, to share that the day is going to be kicked off by Temple Grandin tomorrow. I'm oh, sorry, wow. not tomorrow, but on, on Saturday. Yes, yeah, so she is the keynote speaker kicking us off on Saturday. Really exciting to um, kind of hear from her. I've been a longtime fan. She's definitely really the kind of main leader in looking at kind of humane animal treatment and welfare, especially in the slaughter space. Um, that, in addition to, like, just all the good food we're going to get to taste, um, we have folks um, up from Navajo Nation who are going to be doing um, kind of smoked churro lamb with a prickly pear barbecue. Uh, we have um, chefs in from Mexico who are going to be looking at Mexican cuisine from Baja to California to Misha Khan. Um, and then Taste, of course, of the American South. Um, lots of just really interesting kind of fruit-based cooking. So in the way that Slow Food, I mean, kind of partners with eco-gastronomy, like an eco-gastronomy. So it's like the pleasure of eating amazing foods, but also what is the impact on the earth. I think we're just in for a real treat. So I'm super excited. Uh, man, that was a lot. Sorry. Yeah. You really gave us a thorough outline, but I, I'm dying to know, is there any one thing that you are most looking forward to amongst all that great stuff? You know, I have to say events like this for me, um, it's really the opportunity to engage with people on the ground about kind of what they're thinking about, what their challenges are. Um, you know, the, the panel presentations and discussions are always super interesting to kind of tease out broad themes. For me, I'm like, I'm super excited to be part of a space that's really geared towards people who are working specifically in the industry. So my big hope is that we'll be able to have a conversation at a high level of expertise because we're amongst so many experts in their field. And I feel like the big question for me, you know, as I'm thinking about the kind of plenary that I'm leading and kind of the takeaways for our network, you know, when we think about meat, I guess what I keep coming back to is like, what are we willing to give up? Um, and who else do we think should be giving things up? Um, and when I, when I say that, I'm thinking about, um, you know, giving up access to kind of cheap meat, giving up access to having meat 
uh, daily or, or, or multiple times a day. Uh, and the corollary of that is, like, what do we get? What do we get when we take a step in the direction of a more just meat system? Um, so, yeah, just looking forward to the connections. And if folks want to follow the conversation um, on Twitter, they can definitely do that. The hashtag is slow meat. Um, fair warning, there may be a couple of other things that pop up under that hashtag. Oh, no. <laughs> as, as one might imagine. I was definitely talking to Megan Larmer, who's uh, been my partner in producing the series we've been doing for the Farm Report. And she said that, you know, that has been a little bit sticky for them, but definitely a great way to follow kind of what's on the ground. And the other super exciting thing for Heritage Radio Network listeners is that we're going to be recording all the plenary discussions and all the talks tomorrow. So those will be rolling out over the course of the, the summer and fall. Lots of great conversations. So definitely not looking to keep any of this to ourselves, um, but really looking to kind of share um, bring more people into the conversation and, and use this space here in Denver really as a jumping-off point for further work. You know, it's really action-oriented work. It's not a conference where we're all getting together to pat ourselves on the back about, you know, the cool stuff we're doing. It's really like looking aggressively for kind of solutions and next steps and key partnerships. So I'm, I'm super excited um, and, and really looking forward. And I guess that's probably, I mean, Unless you have any burning questions, Liz, I think that's probably enough of an overview for now. Well, um, and this is this is your first time with Slow Meat at their their conference, correct? Yes. Okay, so you're seeing yeah. this through fresh eyes. I can tell the enthusiasm; it's so there. I can't wait to listen to the panels once we get them in. Oh, thank you so much. Well, let's take let's go to a short break and then come back on with Vera from Shelburne Farm. Um, for more kind of interesting uh, farm talk, hang tight. We'll be right back. EscapeMaker.com, a guide to local getaways, is offering a two-night farm escape that includes lodging, a visit to an apiary, wine tasting at a vineyard, and a special tour of Bobolink Dairy and Bakehouse in Milford, New Jersey. Transportation is included. For details, visit EscapeMaker.com or come by the Bobolink Dairy stand at the new open-air Fulton Stall Market on Front Street in the South Street Seaport District. Located where New York City's public food markets began in the 1800s, Fulton Stall Market is open weekends 10 to 5 
and is the first farmer's market in the city to offer ready-to-eat foods made by the farmers who produce them, along with a radio station, live music, and cooking workshops for families. Now offering spring flowers and plants, organic vegetables, pizza made in a wood-burning oven using farm ingredients, local fruit preserves, yogurts and ice cream, and Bubble Ink Dairy's famous artisanal cheese and breads. The market is a great reason to rediscover the authentic seaport. For more information, visit FultonStallMarket.com. Hello, this is Mark Ladner from Del Posto, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Awesome, and we are back. I'm your host, Erin Fairbanks, calling in from the streets of Denver, Colorado, and excited to kick into this Escape Maker segment. Uh, we are joined on the line by Vera Chang of Shelburne Farms up in Shelburne, Vermont. Vera, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Erin. It's great to be here. Big fan of your show. Oh, man. Well, I was really tickled. I'm definitely familiar with Shelburne Farms' amazing cheddar, but I had no idea the breadth of kind of programming and the type of work that you guys do. Um, so really excited to get to share some of the information with our listeners. Um, maybe maybe just because I mentioned the cheddar, we can start with, with sharing a little bit about your cheese-making work. Sure. Um, our cheese is um, it's special for a number of reasons. One of them, I would say, is the product is amazing. It's a farmstead product. Um, it's made only from raw milk from the brown Swiss cows on our farm. Our dairy is entirely grass-based, which means we have a deep connection to the soils, plants, and animals. And these nuances really come through the flavor of our cheese. We cheddar entirely by hand, um, and a lot of cheese, of course, is not made this way anymore. And we were the first dairy in Vermont to become certified humane. A couple of other things that make the cheese special, one of them is the experience of it. Um, you can not only buy the cheese on the farm itself, but you can also meet the animals, meet a farmer, learn to milk a cow, meet a cheesemaker, watch the entire cheesemaking process. So you get to know your food really intimately here. And then the third thing is just the mission of the farm. Cheesemaking is really important part of Children Farms, which is an education organization. It helps us... Um, it's integrated within our education programs, but it also is a big part of helping keep our nonprofit afloat. So by buying our cheese, you're actually supporting a global vision around education for sustainability. Yeah, well, I think you kind of, like, led us very nicely into kind of my next question, which is, is that, you know, you are a, a nonprofit entity, and so you have these kind of different income streams in addition to doing the work. Farming, there's this huge education component. So can you share a little bit about the, the type of programming that you have set up and kind of who you're looking to serve with that? Yeah, sure. So um, our mission is about educating for a sustainable future. Our core work is actually with teachers. We mainly do professional development with teachers um, regionally, nationally, and internationally in order to help them integrate outdoor learning and action to create a healthier world. Um, but because we're set on this amazing 1,400-acre farm, we love to share the place with others, and this is where agritourism comes in. Um, we love being a place that's accessible for people to come and have their first-ever farm experience as well as be a place where people keep coming back to cultivate a relationship with a farm throughout their lives. Um, so the agritourism is a lot like our cheesemaking in that it helps us fulfill our education mission, but it also um, is revenue-generating and helps us keep the farm afloat and the whole nonprofit. Jump yeah, so do you guys also, now can people stay on the farm? Yes, absolutely. 
We are open for the season mid-May through mid-October, and we have um, a 24-room inn as well as six cottages. Um, it's an, an amazing experience to be able to wake up on the farm. Wow. I, I mean, there's just, like, so much going on. You guys must have a really big team kind of keeping things moving. Can you talk a little bit about the folks who are doing kind of the growing and the animal husbandry um, I'm, I'm curious, do you have, like, I just know a lot of my listeners are always interested in doing kind of, like, internships or other kind of engagement experiences. Um, do you guys offer that type of opportunity? Yeah, that's a great question. So there are several different components to the farm. Um, the biggest one is, of course, the cheese making. As you're familiar with it, and I think it's sort of the touchstone for a lot of people on the farm. Like, you don't actually have to be on Shelburne Farms to know the cheese. Um, so we have, we run a working dairy and in addition, we have sort of the education equivalent of that, which is our farmyard. Um, at the dairy, you know, we employ regular employees. You could say it is open to the public to visit, but the place that's really accessible for people to visit and then also have a work and learn experience is our farmyard. And we have all types of farm um, animals there, and it's an amazing place for people to come to come and learn about where their food and fiber comes from. The Educational activities rotate every day and even actually on the half hour every day. Um, so that's a great place. For the <laughs> so obviously, and, like, yep. lots to keep up with. Uh, what are you excited for looking uh, towards the summer? Oh, so many things. <laughs> we hope that you'll come make a visit up here. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you're definitely wetting my whistle for a trip. I mean, like, I always, like, try to get up to Vermont at least once a year. So it seems, oh, awesome. like, it seems like very low risk, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, there are so many programs um, every single weekend. Like this weekend, for example, we have a conference called Nourish Vermont. It's all about traditional foods and health. Speakers are with us from across the country. Next weekend, we're partnering with um, our local craft school for a program called Forest to Furniture. We start out in our woodlands. We learn about sustainable forestry management. We fell a tree, and we use the rest of the weekend to make our own rustic benches. Um, uh, wow. program I would be remiss um, not to mention would be the seventh annual Vermont Cheesemakers Festival. That yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so many great opportunities. So obviously folks can find out more by visiting kind of the website. Do you have like a newsletter or something that they can sign up to kind of keep in the know on a more regular basis? Oh, yeah, sure. Our website, shelburnefarms.org. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, yeah, folks can sign up for the newsletter right on the website. We'd love to see people out here for a night at the inn, spending time at the restaurant, or coming for our programs or uh, the Cheesemakers Festival. To me, it seems like kind of the best way to support a really amazing nonprofit is to go and have, like, an awesome weekend at a farm. Like, <laughs> two birds, one stone. Exactly. <laughs> Well, great. So, Vera, thank you so much for taking some time out to, to share that with us and definitely would love to um, have some of your team back on in the future. We'd love to chat a little bit more with some of the producers that are part of, of your work out there and then definitely am hoping to, to get a chance to say hello in person later this summer or early in the fall. That sounds great. You'd be welcome anytime. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you me. so much. Well, folks, that is it. Um, probably, I think, I think the very first remote, fully remote episode of the Farm Report. I, I hope it went well. Thanks for bearing, bearing with us through this experiment. Definitely stay tuned for more on the Sloan Meat Conversation. 
follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. We'll be tweeting um, all weekend long about the event. And then tune in, of course, next week for another episode of The Farm Report. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned in. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.